This is Callie Farkson, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. What's going on, Spirit fans? Timothy Lawson here, host of Follow Your Spirit. Today is Friday, May 20th, and uh, we are leading into the game uh, in Portland against the Thorns. Definitely the Spirit's toughest competition uh, so far this season, playing Portland on the road. Of course, uh, the Spirits uh, have won both games on the road so far. This will be their third. And Spirit on top of the table, surprising everybody in the league with a spectacular performance so far this season. Uh, I was hoping to get uh, an episode out of the closer to the beginning of the week, but I was having some troubles with scheduling uh, a guest, and uh, I continue to have tr- uh, troubles with that. So it is me and only me the day before uh, the day before the game. There's two things, two or three things I want to do this episode. Uh, the first is, uh, you know, we're we're obviously a, a long ways, you know, relatively speaking, a long ways from the game against the Houston Dash. But I do have some sound bites from the post game there. Uh, from a, from a couple of the players that talk about camaraderie, and I think that um, I think those sound bites definitely apply to what the spirit are experiencing uh, right now with their success. Uh, and then we'll look into a couple. Um, I'll look into maybe some things to look look for in uh, the match against the Thorns, and then we're going to end with uh, an interview with Callie Farkerson. Uh, went the forward uh, rookie forward for the Spirit. Uh, she's had a good performance so far. Still hasn't found a goal, but I'm confident that uh, one of these uh, one of these games soon she'll uh, she'll find a way to convert. So uh, let's first start with um, we'll start with camar- we'll start with the sound bites on camaraderie. I think it's really important uh, that we get the perspective um, of the team when it comes to this. Uh, I got bites from. Uh, from Coach Gabera, Joanna Lohman, uh, and Crystal Dunn. Enjoy. It's been actually easy because, you know, from from 1 to 20, and even our reserve players, um, everybody's committed to the team and, and their role, and um, very happy for the players who are playing and been selected, and happy for the players who come on as subs. And, um, you know, a lot of the credit for the 11 to 12 or 13 players who play on game day goes to the players who don't get the chance to play because of what they're doing in training every week, and pushing everybody else and, and fighting for, for minutes and spots on the, on the roster. From speaking with the, the players uh, through the week and after the games and even following them on Twitter, it's clear there's a lot of camaraderie on this team. Uh, I mean, how do you see that in practice too? And do you think that translates straight to the field and how, and how they perform? Absolutely. It's, it's a critical part of uh, successful teams. And a lot of the credit goes to, you know, the group that's been here for many years and, and the players that returned. And that was one of the things that I thought was the strength of this team. And, um, Unfortunately, I didn't come in here and mess up. Uh, our team has amazing chemistry. We have, uh, everybody has you know, brings something to the table in terms of their personality, and we're all so down to earth, which is nice. 
our national team players, Ali, Crystal Dunn, the Canadians, everyone's just a part of the team and that is such a nice feeling to know you can come to training every day and be yourself and be valued and appreciated and you know, I love a little bit of banter, I love to go out, I love to dance, so everyone's always invited to my parties. <laughs> Oh, it's it's huge. I think, um, you know, we got a new coach this year and um, I just hope that he felt coming in that he didn't have to change too much. And, you know, we had a really great core um, coming in this year because we've, we've basically been the same team last year. And, um, you know, I just think, you know, like I said, we work really hard to get, uh, for each other. And, you know, we have some really great leaders, a lot of um, leadership mentalities across the board. So. So looking looking at the, the the two teams or tonight, depending on what time you listen to this, uh, Portland and Washington. Washington, they've looked good. One thing that I think is worth pointing out is they're still sitting at thirty nine percent shot on goal accuracy, uh, which that which needs to increase if they want to increase their productivity um, in scoring goals. If they want to have uh, you know two nil three one leads and not just rely on the one goal and trying to bite down on it and hoping that's all they're going to need. Uh, shot on goal accuracy is going to have to increase. And, of course, conversions are going to have to increase. But that comes with uh, more shots that you um, that you get on the goal. Crystal Dunn couldn't even buy a goal uh, last week uh, against the Dash. She had two shots on goal. Both of them were saved brilliantly by Williams. Um, so Crystal Dunn ready to strike. She's so close to, to getting one. Would not be surprised if Portland concedes a goal from Crystal Dunn. Otherwise, on the other side, uh, you know, the Portland Thorns, 47% shot on goal accuracy. They're a little bit closer to where, you know, where a club wants to be, you know, shooting half, um, half shots on goal. I think Stephanie, I mean, I shouldn't say I think Stephanie LeBay is the real deal because, uh, she's proven she is the real deal, and this Washington back line far better, I think, than people were ready to give it credit for going into the season. Uh, and Stephanie LeBay good at communicating to her back line, definitely a uh, good cohesion back there, which is really important. So moments of panic, but uh, Stephanie LeBay is a very mindful person. She's been able to be, be stoic in those situations and uh, stays focused on on what's occurring. So. You know, Portland's had two keepers uh, this uh, this season, uh, Beto's and French. Um, I don't. Beto's and French have uh, have conceded a total of three goals, uh, and their save accuracy is right around eighty six percent. Whereas Stephanie LeBay save accuracy is at ninety three percent. Have only conceded one goal, uh, and she's only had to deal with uh, forty four shots total. Fourteen of them. Uh, possibly, uh, you know, their on goal and possible uh, possible goals. Stephanie Bay, I believe, definitely has an advantage there. Uh, in the the ever changing front line, uh, you know, Jim Guevara is doing a good job of of trying new thing or trying new uh, sets up front and figuring out the right position, the right uh, matchups for the right players. And uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like each and every week I see the starting lineup. I see a, you know uh, a different set of uh, frontline players that are starting, and always <laughs> I'm always certain like, oh yeah, this is going to be the one. And of course, we have a wonderful midfield uh, that can both disrupt play uh, on defense as a defensive unit, and can also create play as an offensive unit. Arguably, the strongest part of the Washington Spirit as Five of the seven goals uh, have come from 
our midfielders, Joanna Lohman and Diana Matheson. Fun note, Joanna Lohman, the only player to score at the Plex so far this season. Uh, okay, I'm not going to get too much more into that. We all know it's, a, uh, it's an important game. Uh, I wish I had someone uh, to have more of a conversation with to dig a little bit deeper, but uh, we'll let that be. We're going to roll into my interview with Callie Farkerson to learn more about her as a player uh, and as a person. Uh, hope you enjoy this. I'll let the credits roll right after our interview, so we'll just roll right into the outro. So I'll take now the time to, to thank you uh, for listening. Enjoy my, my interview with Callie. We'll see you next week for some game recap and previewing uh, next week's game. Enjoy. So, Callie, we're, we're, we're first going to go back to draft day, back in January. Mm-hmm. Um, you were, uh, you know, there was a the community and, and, mo- and everybody around pro soccer was confident you were going to be drafted, uh, plenty of scouting. How did you feel mm-hmm. that day? Were you confident that by the end of the day you were going to be drafted by an NWSL club? Um, no, I felt pretty confident. Um that I was going to get drafted. I just didn't know what round or when. Did you have any interaction with the, the spirit before that pick, or did that come as a surprise? That was a surprise to me. I think I, my college coach said he reached out to a few different teams, and the spirit was one. Um, but, I mean, still, still a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what then? What has been the biggest adjustment from college to pro? Um, so the biggest adjustment is the decision making for me. Um, you know, am I going to play this person on one touch or two touch, or am I going to dribble? I think at this level, all the decisions are much faster and quicker than at the collegiate level. And that's been, for me, the hardest adjust- adjustment. What do you um, – how has been your um, melding with the team? Like, how long did it take you to find to, to really meld uh, with your teammates here in Washington? Um, by meld, do you mean, like – getting to know like, them or like being able to play with them or yeah let's let's let's, let's do that like getting being able to play with them like you know when did you finally feel comfortable with comfortable. uh ball movement and player movement right um i think i finally felt comfortable a few weeks ago i mean it's very hard i'm such a mental person so uh, to be in a new environment with new people um it kind of took me a while just to, you know, meld. Is that the right word? Sure. Yeah, that's the word yeah. I use. I don't even um, know if that's the right word. <laughs> you know, just um, to get used to and learn everyone's, you know, um, style of play. And um, I think I finally figured out. Um, I think I finally figured it out a few weeks ago. Okay. You know, which of your teammates uh, do you feel like you've had the strongest bond with? I absolutely love Joanna Lohman. Um, <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> you, do you know Joe? Uh, I do. Joe um, <laughs> Joe is actually the person who kind of semi-inspired me slash convinced me to cover the Washington Spirit. So um, yeah, I, I am familiar with Joe. Yeah, you know, she's just so welcoming and very, she's so personable and sociable and um, I instantly uh, connected with Joe, and I'm 
pretty close with uh, Allie Murphy as well and um, Shayna. I mean, the thing about this team is we all get along so well, um, and I think that has to do with a lot of our success. Like most teams at this level, you know, don't have the greatest team camaraderie. And I think that now, since we're all such great friends, we're not like playing for ourselves. We're playing for each other. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Joe, Ali, I mean, those are those are very strong individuals. Um, have they have they taken a mentorship role? Do you believe with you, or are you just there's just people you get along with? With Joe, I mean, she's um, you know given me advice when I've needed it and. She's been a close confidant um, to me as well. So she's, I would say, like, in, she's very versatile, and if that makes sense. Like, um, did that make sense, though? Like, she can be mentor or she can be, like, friend. Like, yes. Yeah. Do you have any game day routines or habits? No, I do not. Um I like eating um, pretty much the same food. Um, like, I love a tuna sandwich on a game day <laughs> with a pickle. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but <laughs> so that's, uh, but that, that's, a, that's a game day thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, uh, but that's about it. Like, I don't really put my socks on one foot the other. I don't really, <laughs> you know, I don't put guards on like in a certain order I I just because uh, I don't like if I if I have a bad game or if I didn't perform I don't want to look back and say oh it was because I didn't do my routine the same does that make sense so I'm just yeah um I keep saying does that make sense that's annoying but um <laughs> I'm sorry I'm so sorry I'm gonna stop saying that um, that's fine. So, yeah, I don't really have any specific. Okay, routines. but a, a tuna sandwich though—that's sort of. I mean, if if you have one every game day, that's sort of a game day habit. Yeah, that's true. Like I love, I love tuna. It's yeah, my favorite. Um, <laughs> so something that I've learned about the Washington Spirit—I've I've talked one on one with a handful of the players now, and I've learned that. Food is a uh, is a common thing to have as a game day habit. I learned that uh, Naren has waffles. I learned that LeBay and the other Canadian girls have pancakes. You have a tuna sandwich. I think yeah. we can open up a restaurant right next to the Plex and have <laughs> and have a, a meal for every player. Like have our own, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, um, especially home games for sure. Right. Speaking of home games, um, you know, tell tell us about that first experience in a full atmosphere at the Plex, presumably, you know, opening day, um, and then of course they were the atmosphere was strong again uh, against Portland. What's it like coming into the pros and experiencing that atmosphere? I love it so much. I mean, I we never really had big crowds, as big a crowd. Um, in college and crowds that are actually like involved um, and I never realized how much 
it influences my energy um, to just, like, hear, like, the drums of, like, the spirit squadron. Like, it gets me going. Or, you know, little, like, fans, like, yelling when you're about to go 1v1. Or it's, it's different, and I love it. It's amazing. What sort of preparation do you put into specific opponent opponents? Like, do you do you watch game film? Um, me personally, no. No. I don't. No, yeah. Okay. Um, I think uh, you know our coaches kind of give us a game plan and uh, just uh, follow them. So I do have. So I have a, I have a, a very odd uh, set of questions here regarding the team let, let's and this this is an idea that i just had like five minutes ago before we okay. ended the, the call so let's see how this goes okay you are stuck on an island with no, the no. entire team no <laughs> which which teammate is trying to keep everybody calm which teammate is trying to keep everybody calm i would say Allie krieger <laughs> okay which teammate do you think is first going to start trying to build a raft First, trying to build a raft, probably Tori Huster. Okay. Or Diana Matheson. And then, which teammate do you think is most successful at hunting or gathering food? <laughs> I would say Crystal Dunn. Crystal <laughs> Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, let's see, most successful at hunting or gathering food. I mean, we all can eat, so I think it's. Uh, it would be the whole team, actually, would be pretty successful at gathering food. Um, you have had a few, uh, especially in, in the in the opener, had some few strong attempts um, that just couldn't convert. Um, and I know. a couple more since then. Yeah. <laughs> what you know, looking at those opportunities. Uh, you know, what are you doing um, to improve yourself moving forward uh, to help you capitalize on those opportunities better? What am I doing moving forward to help capitalize on these opportunities? I mean, I'm just trying to remain, you know, focused and calm, um, especially in practice situations, so that next time it translates on translates onto the field, I can uh, hopefully finish those chances. Sometimes um, in the games, though, I question myself and say, why do why did I do that? Because I've never done any of that at practice before. Um, so I just have to, in the games, just remember what I'm doing at practice. Does that do you, do you have an example of that? Um, like, I remember the first game um, against Boston. The ball, like, was bouncing over, and I decided to wait and then try to, like, volley it, like, from, like, 20 yards out. And I've never done that before, so I don't know why I did that during the game. Um, like, I don't do that at practice either, so uh, I just have to focus on um, what I do best, and that's, you know, driving the end line and finishing my opportunities when I get the chance. 
Kelly, it was a it was a real pleasure talking to you. Uh, we we're looking forward to to watching you at the Plex uh, okay. each home game, and we're following you on Twitter at Cali Fark. Yay! Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, by the way, I I took a uh, I took a poll today on which player fans think will uh, will score next, and I th- I believe you're second, right behind Crystal Dunn. So the fans uh, the fans have faith in in Kelly Farkerson and, and and her capitalizing on opportunities. Ah, oh, that's awesome! Thanks for sharing that with me. I love it. Of course. <laughs> Did I do okay? You did perfect. Are you sure? Because I really messed up on these things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to embarrass myself.